Welcome to Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla, where it's you who sets the conversation. Join us for the next hour as we take a fresh look at how we think about spirituality. Well, that's it. It's Thursday again, Thursday afternoon, 2 o'clock Thursday afternoon, South African time. You know what that means. That means that it is fresh thinking time, a time to pause, to reflect, to think a little bit out of the box, to challenge the way that we think about things. And as always, you are an integral part of the conversation. So have these numbers and methods of connecting handy. If you'd like to send an SMS, you use 34519. By telegram, it's on 0618951019. You can tweet at Chai FM or tweet me directly at Ravashish. Streaming live on my Facebook page, you can also post on the Chai FM Facebook page. Let's be honest, we're giving you many opportunities to be able to connect because we'd love to hear. I mean, I'd love to hear from you. You're always on this show, you get insight, you get perspective. And what we're going to talk about today is I noticed earlier this week that trending on social media in South Africa was the hashtag, I am tired of praying. And it got me thinking, got me thinking a lot about, well, firstly, on a personal level, are you tired of praying? Have you had that issue? <laughs> is it something that worries you? And if you are tired of praying, let's talk about it, because then obviously that leads to another conversation of what is the purpose of prayer? If it's something that makes a person tired, perhaps you're not doing it right. Um, and that's not an accusation. It's just something to consider and to think about, because often when you do something that is healthy, it actually feels exhilarating when you do something that is not so great. Well, that's when it tires you out. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts? Are you tired of praying? That's what we're going to speak about today. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So I do think it is interesting. I think prayer generally is an interesting topic because people have very different views on prayer and what it is and how it's supposed to work and what the expectation that you're supposed to have. And usually, if we don't manage expectations, that's a problem in its own right. So I found it curious that people were using that hashtag, I am tired of praying. And I wonder if we could maybe expand that just a little bit. And instead of just saying, I am tired of praying, maybe what people mean to say is, I'm tired of praying and not getting a response. Uh, I actually used this last night in an online shiur, even though it's a very overused story, but it tickles you nonetheless. That's the story that they tell about the fellow who used to go every single morning for 40 years down to the Western Wall, and he would stand there as the dawn broke, and he would pray every single day for 40 years. And eventually the media caught up with him, and they said, wow, this is an incredible thing. And what does it feel like having gone every single day for 40 years to pray at the Western Wall? And he looked at them, and I guess in classic Israeli fashion, he said, I feel like I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> funny, not funny, right? Because ultimately, I think that's how many of us feel about prayer. Why would a person say, I'm tired of praying? Possibly one of the key reasons why you would say tired of praying is because you're tired of putting in that effort and putting in that um, focus and not getting a response. So that's the question, right? Are we tired of praying or are we tired 
of what happens once we pray. Nothing. <laughs> well, at least a lot of people will tell you, right? A lot of people tell you nothing happens. And that's the frustration. So that's really what I'd like to talk about over here today, I suppose. And then, then well, let's put one further angle, just for fun. Let's put one further angle into this. And that is today, in today's world, depending, I suppose, where you are in the world. I see in some places in, in the United States, for example, there are shuls that are opening again. Perhaps there are people who are tired of praying on their own. They like the communal interaction. They appreciate the, the idea of being able to connect with other people. Prayer is not only necessarily between you and God. It's also a communal experience and people sing together and you, you pray together. So I wonder if that might be part of what people mean when they say, I'm tired of praying. Maybe some people are just saying quite simply, I'm tired of praying on my own. I'm tired of praying in this particular context, you know, where uh, I don't have the opportunity to pray in the normal fashion. So I think there's lots to talk about. But because specifically, because the, the whole virus pandemic impact on our lives doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, that's probably one of the reasons that people are saying, I'm tired of praying. I've been trying and trying and trying to pray, and it's just not going anywhere, and I'm not uh, seeing a response. So perhaps that's what they mean when they say, I'm tired of prayer. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what people say. Here's uh, somebody on Twitter, xdem, who says, maybe the repetition is calming. The repetition of prayer is calming. Okay. I think that that's something definitely some people, especially if you're the kind of person, maybe we should add that into the mix over here. Are you the kind of person who prays on a regular basis or are you the kind of person who prays as and when needed? <laughs> I sometimes think of prayer as that box, you know, that says in case of emergency break glass. So people who don't necessarily have a routine of praying and then there's certain times where you know, there's this pressure or, or th things are falling to pieces or whatever it is. And suddenly that's when a person starts to pray. So I wonder about that. You know, is that is that the problem? Maybe we're not good at it. Maybe we haven't practiced enough. Maybe that's why we get tired because like anything else, I suppose if you had to suddenly start to do exercise, but you don't normally do exercise, you would also get tired quickly. Maybe that's what I, you know what I should have done is I should have actually looked can still do it, I suppose, had a look and, and just seen some of the comments that people were making about this idea of, I am tired of praying. Just curious what they meant by that, um, because sometimes when you see something in context, it helps. Uh, here's Cosmic Lev on Twitter who says, it's like saying that you're tired of talking to your loving father and your best friend. If one prays only in order to receive then you will be disappointed. On the other hand, a prayer of thanks and connection is like a new beginning every day. It's quite powerful. That's really quite powerful. I mean, there's a number of points that he's making over there. The first point is, you know, what's the nature of the relationship? Do you get tired of talking to somebody with whom you have a deep, meaningful, loving relationship? Perhaps the question of being tired of, of prayer is actually a question of, well, what is my connection? What is the nature of my relationship with he to whom I pray? It's an interesting point. It's an interesting point that he's raised. <clears throat> Equally interesting, incidentally, is the question that he asks, or the, the point that he makes. If the purpose of your prayer is because you want results, it's quite likely you're going to get tired because 
is that the correct expectation? And I suppose this raises the question or broadens the question a little bit further and says, what is prayer? What is prayer? What are we supposed to achieve? Because if prayer is only when you need something, well, needless to say, then there's no real reason to have a routine prayer. When you need something, go out there and ask for it, and hopefully you get it. So why do we do it every single day, and why do we pray according to a formula? You know, they give us liturgy, and we read that liturgy, and we repeat it on a daily basis, multiple times a day. <clears throat> if uh, you know, if you've got to ask something, well, then ask, and put it in your own words, because maybe that will be a little bit, <coughs> a little bit more real and a little bit more personal. Okay, that's a, an interesting point. In its own right. It's interesting. Quite a number of messages already coming through, which I suppose means that this is something that people, um, that, you know, people resonate with. Prayer is a big part of people's lives, incidentally. I don't think uh, we recognize how much it is a part of people's lives. Somebody's asking me over here, please define prayer, <laughs> which is fair. I suppose if you're going to ask a question about praying and uh, are you tired of prayer, etc., it's only fair to say, well, can you please define what it is that you're speaking about? What is it that you refer to? So I think we've touched on that just a little bit. Some people see prayer as requests. I have things that I need, so therefore I ask for them. And of course, the appropriate way to ask is to ask whoever has the control over what I need. So if God is in control, that's what I believe. And I believe that Hashem can give me health and can give me peace of mind and give me peace at home and personal security, and financial uh, well-being, then obviously that's what I'm going to ask, right? If prayer is about asking. But then, as who was it? What did he say? His name was Cosmic Lev. said that prayer should actually be about gratitude primarily, to thank God for what you have. Can you imagine? You start the day, and this is how we do it in the Jewish world. We start the day every single morning, the very first thing, before you do anything else, before you check your Twitter feed, <laughs> before you uh, get out of bed, before you rub your eyes, the very first thing that you're supposed to do as a Jewish person in the morning is to say, ani, that you give gratitude. You give gratitude to Hashem. You give gratitude for the fact that you've woken up, that you're living another day. Yes, that day will have challenges. Okay, we get that. But you're living another day, and that's something to celebrate, and that's something to be grateful for. So in that alone, you already see a perspective on prayer. The very first prayer that a Jewish person says is a prayer of gratitude. You have a look at our liturgy and you'll see there's a tremendous amount of gratitude a lot of what we're doing is to thank Hashem yes there's a lot of praise as well and maybe that's the part that people get tired of praising and praising and you're so wonderful and you're so amazing maybe that's the part that people get uh, tired of it'd be interesting to see how different opinions weigh in on this and of course as always I'd love to hear your opinion so you can send an sms on three four five one nine you can Contact via Telegram on 0618951019. Catch us on Twitter at FM or directly at Ravashish. And, of course, it's running now live on Facebook, on my Facebook account. And you can also comment on the FM Facebook account. Love to hear your views about this hashtag, I am tired of praying. What does it mean to you? Does it resonate with you? Does it offend you? How would you react to hashtag, I am tired of this is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So we're talking about prayer, and it does interest me, not just what you think. That's not the only part that interests me. What interests me is, you know, 
very often you want to create engagement, whether it be through radio, on social media. You've got to find something that is a highly controversial topic, and then everybody weighs in because they feel very strongly about it. So, for example, you speak about the virus, and you'll get 101 different reactions. And you only have to look at my own Facebook to see that. <laughs> the, the way, and people are so heated in their opinions, and they're so beholden to their views. It's, it's actually really funny to watch. But then you think prayer. How many people are actually going to have a strong feeling about prayer? I think there are many people out there who are very, um, how should we say, cynical, I suppose. And they, oh, please, it's an irrelevant concept. Just get on with your day and do what you've got to do and take care of yourself. And I find it fascinating. This was one of the most engaging, so far, it's been one of the most engaging conversations because people are weighing in from all different faith backgrounds because prayer is important. It is important to us. Yes, of course, there are people out there who say, well, it means nothing to me. But I think that it would be arrogant to imagine that a good portion of the population, regardless of what race, creed, culture, faith base you come from, values prayer. And it's, it's refreshing and encouraging and valuable for us to recognize that, just how much it means to such a huge segment of the society. Now, just looking at the, the kind of messages that we're getting over here. Okay, so the next one is a bit, a bit of code. I don't really understand exactly what it means. But this is somebody who is not from the same background, not from the same religion. And, and maybe that's why I'm not getting exactly the message. But this is Jackie on Twitter who says, Prayer is a worshipful response to God. So I'm, I think that is meaningful. I'm just not entirely sure what it means. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what she means by that. Worshipful response to God. Because I think the word worship is maybe a little bit dated. Maybe many people don't relate to it unless you belong to a particular kind of faith group. I don't know if people relate to the concept of worship. I know for me as a, as a Jewish person, when I hear the word worship, I don't know. Worship usually goes with idols in in you know, very often, and I'm not saying that that's the appropriate way to use the term, but I'm not sure that everybody relates to it. So I don't know what that means, worshipful response to God. Not sure. Um, but it's, it's interesting. And it definitely, if nothing else, indicates that this is something very meaningful to a person. Uh, here's somebody else on Twitter who says, I'm not tired of praying. It's an increased self-awareness and a divine sense of balance. Now, that's interesting. How many people would think of prayer as self-awareness? Because usually prayer is needs awareness for many people. And it reminds me a little bit of the story of the guy who, the, the guy, it was, a, it was a scholar who came to the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shneir Zalman, the first Rebbe of Chabad, the founder of the Chabad movement. And he had various things that he felt he really needed in his life. And he presented these, he petitioned the Alter Rebbe to bless him that he should be able to have these things in his life. And the Alter Rebbe said to him, you are very eloquent at describing what you need, but you haven't spoken at all about what you are needed for. So prayer for many people, unfortunately, is needs awareness. I find it really interesting that there's this comment that it's self-awareness. Self-awareness during prayer. I'd love to hear from anybody else if you feel that prayer is self-awareness, that it's something which is about being in touch with you. Because isn't prayer, the, isn't the goal, the ultimate purpose of prayer, to be in touch with a higher power, right? To be in touch with something beyond yourself. So self-awareness, that's a very, very interesting one. Uh, here on Facebook, 
Praying to me is chatting throughout the day with my best friend. It's similar to um, who was it earlier that said on Twitter, you know, would you ever tire of speaking to somebody you love? So prayer to me is chatting throughout the day with my best friend, sharing the things that are happening to me, thanking my best friend for being there for me, showing my best friend the new flower in my yard, letting my best friend know how much I love my little doggy companion. It's a relationship that I have total trust in. It's very beautiful, that, by the way, because that indicates that prayer is not functional. Prayer is not, it's not, um, what's the word? It's not going through motions. It's not stayed. It's personal, and it's dynamic, and it's real. You read those stories. I don't know if you've ever done it, but if you read the stories of the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, who founded the broader Hasidic movement, and you read the stories about these individuals who were, you know, very, very simple people, people who did not have any major qualifications, they could barely read, but they would spend the day talking to God, literally talking to God. And a lot of the intelligentsia, you know, the people who were the smarty pants in the community, the people who were considered leaders in the community, often looked down their noses at these people and said, oh, please, you can barely read the prayers out of the book. What's this business of, you know, saying these thank God all the time and, you know, talking to God in first person. You hear these stories of people who said, I would never treat my children this way, so why do you treat your children this way? And the Baal Shantov said, that, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful because that means it's real. Maybe prayer gets tiring when it's not real. Any meaningless exercise will very quickly lose its appeal. They tell the story about a guy who was hired. He was given a job and his job was to hold a sickle and throughout the day just wave it in the air as if, you know, to simulate chopping down wheat harvesting wheat and he thought wow that's a fantastic job i mean most people they actually have to harvest the wheat in order to get a salary me what a wonderful thing i'm just going to sit there waving this thing up and down i know that some people if you're a south african right now you're thinking about uh, our uh, local roadworks, you know with the red flags where they stand there with a red flag just kind of waving the red flag you think what a meaningless occupation and this guy thought it was going to be wonderful but it wasn't wonderful at all because there's no purpose there's no purpose. It's meaningless. It's just actions. So I, I wonder if sometimes for people prayer becomes just words. And that's where it becomes tiring. Just wave that sickle back and forth and back and forth without, without seeing anything, without any result. Obviously, that's going to become not only tiring, it's going to become something you resent. And that's why I asked right at the beginning, if people say, hashtag, I'm tired of praying, do they mean I'm tired of praying? Or do they mean I am tired of praying and not seeing a result? And this is where we have to manage expectations because if the result that we want from the prayers is that everything we've asked for should be granted, maybe we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Maybe you shouldn't be thinking of prayer just simply as some kind of a vending machine where you come in and you put in your few words, or maybe more than a few words, and you expect that as a result of that, you're going to get some kind of cash flow or whatever stream of blessings in your life. Maybe if we manage that expectation, it's not so disappointing. So is the purpose of prayer to get what we want? There's a good question. And maybe that's actually a question we should be asking. Is the purpose of prayer to get what we want? Here's Leah on Twitter who says, it's quite hectic this. 
quite hectic, so brace yourself. It says, if you spoke and were not heard, it is your fault because words that come from the heart enter the heart. So if God, quote-unquote, doesn't hear, it's because you don't have enough intention and focus in your prayers. I wonder if that's a fair statement. If I look in the mirror and I want to rate my own prayers, I'm entitled to say that to myself. I'm entitled to, to be hard on myself and say, maybe I don't have enough focus. Maybe I'm not doing this properly. Maybe I'm too distracted. Maybe I'm too rushed. Maybe I haven't invested. And that's why I'm not getting a response. But I don't think I have the right. In fact, I think I dare not ever say that about somebody else's prayers. We all know people who've gone through dramatic, traumatic, desperate things. And they haven't had the answer necessarily to their prayers. And I promise you, they prayed with all their heart. So, I don't know if it's fair necessarily to say that. I'd love to hear your views. So please do weigh in. It's on Facebook Live, on my Facebook, on Chai FM. You can SMS us 34519. Send a message via Telegram on 0618951019. Send us a tweet at Chai FM and at Rabbi Shish or comment on the Chai FM Facebook page. It's an interesting topic. Definitely getting some attention over here. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood Mall has the following special, which is valid until the 9th of July and is just for you. Pick and Pay Kosher Chicken, a whole bird for $79.99 per kilo. Pick and Pay Butchery Kosher Lean Mince is only $99.99 per kilo. Nori French Poloni, the kosher version, obviously. 150 grams for 31 Rand 99. And Pick and Pay Butchery Kosher Chicken Bry. Just 79 Rand 99. For all these specials and more, go to Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood Mall. Now, here at Chai FM, we want to know what you think about the plans of Israel to annex land. The poll is anonymous, but the information will be priceless, both to us and to you. So that's what you do. You go to chaifm.com. Chaifm.com. That's where you'll find the poll. And you can vote. This community of ours is known worldwide for standing together in times of crisis. And now is such a time. Please help the Chev protect the vulnerable residents in their facilities and assist families in desperate need. So if you would like to contribute, you need to visit www.jhbchev.com. Dot co dot za jhbchev dot co dot za no contribution is too small and that's a fundamental belief of charity by the way is no contribution is too small and I think we'll extend that to our conversation no prayer is too small if you have just joined us this is fresh thinking you with Rabbi Shishla all the way till just before three o'clock this afternoon talking today about a hashtag that was trending earlier this week on South African social media, hashtag, I am tired of praying. And I'm asking, are you tired of praying? Do, do people get tired of prayer? Why do people get tired of prayer? What does prayer actually mean? That's what we should be asking. Uh, here's an interesting one, very interesting one. Southern Man on Twitter. Be careful praying for wisdom unless you are prepared to put in the work and you're sure you can make it through a very dark place. Okay? 
So uh, that sounds almost like be careful what you pray for. <laughs> what do they say? Be careful what you pray for. It may come true. He's saying something different. Be careful what you pray for. It may drag you through a difficult path in order to get it. Interesting. So is that how people get tired of prayer? I think personally that what lies at the core of this conversation is what is prayer? For many people, prayer is about requests. For many people, prayer is about gratitude. For too few people, I think, I suspect, prayer is about growth. And that was the interesting tweet we had before, that it's about self-awareness. I wouldn't necessarily use the, when, uh, the word awareness in the context of prayer. I would say it's awareness of God. Yes, prayer is awareness of God, and it's about self-growth, the ability to reach and stretch beyond ourselves, which is quite something. Here's an SMS where somebody says, Teach me thy way, thy truth, Avinu Shabbat Shamayim. Help me believe thy word with all my heart quotation from Isaiah and from Tehillim, from Psalms. So I don't know if that's necessarily a quotation that is unique only to prayer, but I think it's an appropriate prayer to make. You see, here's an interesting thing. There's a, a saying that we have in Yiddish. I don't know if you've ever heard it. The saying in Yiddish is that their Eibishter zol helfen. God should help. On bizer gate helfen, zoller oichet helfen. And until he helps, he should also help. <laughs> I think that's classic Yiddish, and it really encapsulates a lot of the Jewish attitude. God should help us, and until he helps us, he should help us too. In other words, part of prayer is to pray to be able to pray. We do this every time we do the Amidah, which is the silent devotion in the daily prayers. So we start the Amidah, and the first words we say are, God, open my lips. I, I have to acknowledge that I may very well not know how to pray, actually. I may not know what I'm supposed to achieve or how to go about it or how to word it in an appropriate fashion. So the first, and it's quite a humbling thing to do, the first thing that I say is, God, I would like to pray. So first I pray to you to allow me to be able to pray. Reminds me a little bit, I suppose, of the good old routers that we used to have. Anybody remember dial-up? Remember dial-up once upon a time in the age of the dinosaurs? And you used to hear the thing pinging, ping, ping. You remember that sound of, as your internet was connecting? I suppose today in the, the modern equivalent is when you go on Zoom and you have those little moving dots next to your name that says connecting to audio, connecting to audio. So you first have to make that connection before you can have the conversation. You first have to kind of pray that you should be able to pray. That's definitely valid and valuable, and perhaps that's what this SMS is about. Um, teach me your way. That, you know, Hashem, you've got to kind of invite me in. You've got to invite me into the conversation. Um, here, on a nice comment on Facebook that says, prayer is my chat room with Hashem. Right? That's nice. Prayer is my chat room with Hashem. And I wonder... I wonder, is it a private chat room? <laughs> because in today's world, you know, you've got all these uh, these public chat rooms, private chat rooms, all kinds of options. So that's quite something. Um, but it's beautiful because I think anybody who speaks about prayer in that kind of personal way, that is that is good. That is good. Somebody here um, tweeted that prayer is three words. Three words. 
Shevach Bakasha Hoda'a. So Shevach is to give praise to Hashem, and Bakasha is to request what you need, and Hoda'a is to give gratitude. And I think many people will agree that, that those are the themes that you see happening often through prayer. But there's something missing from that, unfortunately. They, these are all true, but they're components, and you can't necessarily grab the essence of an, of an idea or an experience by describing its components. So the, the whole is greater, as the cliche says, than the sum of the parts. So the whole experience of prayer is something a lot more profound and a lot deeper than just a list of things, where in this particular case, the list is uh, to praise God and to speak to, to you know, to, to give gratitude and to ask for what you need. The, the primary goal of prayer, now, if you have this attitude, I, I really don't think it gets tiring at all. If anything, it just feels that I need to do more of it. You hopefully feel enthusiastic to do more of it. Prayer is an opportunity for connection. That's really what prayer is. Prayer is an invitation to uh, to be able to interact, to be able to connect to God. The word that we use in Hebrew is tefillah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, here's somebody who just just actually wrote exactly that point. Is prayer the correct translation for tefillah? Okay, so what is tefillah? Because in Hebrew, this is what we call prayer. We call it tefillah. Tefillah is a motion of connection. It's an appreciation. I remember many years ago watching a particular, I think it might have been Leo Buscalio. I could be wrong. One of these motivational speakers that he was talking about, he says, uh, me and God, we're like this. you know. And he puts his two fingers together and he's got his thumb sticking out. And he says, uh, I'm, I'm down there. And he kind of wiggles his thumb as if to say, you know, you think you're so tight with God. You, you think you're so connected to God. The truth of the matter is we're quite distant, actually. We're quite invested in things that are rather, let's be honest, transient, rather materialistic. God obviously is infinite. So how do you connect with God? For many people, it's it's out of the ballpark. It's not even a conversation. Who, me? Me? I'm going to speak to God? What are you talking about? You think he's going to give me the time of day? He's got bigger things to worry about. He's got bigger fish to fry. There's a whole spiritual multiverse out there. There are trillions of, of beings and entities and billions of stars. Me? It's going to stop and listen to me? That's quite a self-defeating attitude because the purpose of prayer is that God has devised a system by which he invites us to be able to connect with him. That's the core whether it's because you're asking for what you need or because you're giving gratitude or because you're praising Him. It doesn't matter. The ultimate purpose of prayer is to be able to connect. But I'd love to hear your thoughts and quite a number coming through if you'd like to share an opinion on prayer and getting tired of praying. So you can send an SMS through 34519 or a Telegram message on 0618951019. You can interact on my Facebook page because it's live right now or on the Chabad, uh, sorry, on the Chai FM Facebook page. And likewise on either of our Twitter feeds at Chai FM or at Rabashish. Love to hear your thoughts. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. How interesting is this? Uh, really, really interesting. Look at this. Here's somebody who's made a comment on Twitter that prayer should be a conversation without words. What? <laughs> Have you ever seen Jews pray without words? We enunciate. We specifically say the words out loud. In certain communities, they even shout. Have you ever been to a Sephardic shul? I'll never forget the first time that I went to a real Sephardic shul in Israel. Uh, I was at a, a friend of mine. We were in yeshiva together. We went to stay at his uh, at his uncle and aunt in Kfar Saba, 
And right next door to their house was a Sephardic shul. And I remember being woken in the morning to the sound of their chanting because in the Sephardic tradition, everybody reads the entire service aloud together. There's certain Hasidim who, who yell when they, when they pray. So it's interesting. Anyhow, let me read you the rest of this comment. So prayer should be a conversation without words. God already knows what you need. And if you are praying for once, you should be doing a little bit more soul searching. Well, every once in a while, the, uh, though a sigh to the heavens is completely okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. Wow, that's interesting. Right? Somebody suggesting over here, God already knows what you want. I think that that's a very big question about prayer that many people grapple with. So what's the point? What is the point of asking God for things if he already knows what we need and probably knows better than we do and for whatever reason, I suppose, has decided that we're uh, not getting it. <laughs> so who are you to start saying something different? I find it very interesting to suggest that prayer is a, is, is a conversation without words. But I do feel that the, the notion of God knows already what we need is incredibly important because if we approach prayer from a perspective that says, I need stuff. If we approach prayer from a perspective which says, I don't think you know what's going on. Hello, God, anybody there? Anybody listening? Hello? If you take that approach, maybe it's already offensive, <laughs> even before you start praying. So the, even though we use expressions like Yehiratzon, may be your will, which obviously implies that we're asking Hashem to perhaps take a different tack to what He's already taken. And we're um, in indicating that what we have at the moment is not necessarily what we need or perhaps what we feel we need. But it's very interesting because the attitude of prayer should be, yes, of course, God, you know what I need. You know what I need. And you've decided that this is what I should have. So prayer should come from a very humble perspective, don't you think? To say, I, I'm hoping to be in a position to receive what I need. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the blockage. And that's why the, the framing of prayers as connection is incredibly important because maybe I'm just not plugged in. Maybe the blessings are already reserved for me and I'm just not getting them. Okay. Um, so here's another comment on Facebook. Prayer sets up a sacred space in time to connect with Hashem and I think the word is build that relationship and build that relationship between us and Hashem, which is beautiful, right? That's, that's, really, that's really quite something. I think if a person can look at it that way, setting up sacred space with God. Here's somebody who says, prayer, Flora on uh, Twitter says, prayer is more than an ask. In my case, it's a brain reset. <laughs> That's something, right? That is definitely something to think about, a brain reset. What does that mean, a brain reset? Well, I think a lot of the time we get caught up in our own heads and we start to think that this is how life is supposed to be and this is how things should go and it's not working out according to my timeline. It's not working out according to my plans. And, you know, so yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's brain reset. That's a good one. In other words, to stop thinking about the world just simply in our own context or according to our own expectations and definitions and to start to appreciate that there's a bigger picture and there's a controller with a capital C and the controller sees and knows things that we don't necessarily see and know. And that's what we want. Prayer is an alignment. There's a good word. Prayer it should be an alignment of myself with my inner truth, which is my soul. Because a lot of the day we're running around trying to fill voids with things, with experiences, with creature comforts. And really what I need to do is actually get in touch with 
who I am, who's the real me, what's the real me, what makes me tick, and, and not what makes me tick as in my personality and my character, the real me, the soul, the neshama. Maybe that's that, that earlier tweet um, where somebody said self-awareness. That's, that's actually a good point. Not self-awareness as in I'm in touch with what I really feel and I'm in touch with what I really believe I need. No, maybe in touch with myself, with my true self. The prayer journey is simultaneously a journey to the core of my being to feel and touch and experience my soul and simultaneously is a journey to feel connection to God. And those are not self-contradictory, by the way, because the truth of my soul is that it is a spark of God. The truth of my soul is it's the part of me that intersects God. So as I travel more into myself and become more conscious and aware of who I am on the inside, who I really am, not the persona that I've put out there on social media or the name at the front of my business or what my friends think of me, which are all valuable and incredibly important parts of who I am, but they're not who I am. They're what I do, they how I interact, who I am. There's a soul inside here. And this soul is holy and pure and connected and sees the world totally differently to what my eyes tell me and, and is conscious of Hashem. That's the journey of prayer. So, yes, self-awareness actually probably was a very good description. And now if you're constantly working to get in touch with the core of your being, how can you get tired of that? And I know many of you have said that you don't get tired of speaking to somebody who you really love and care about, but how do you get tired of discovering yourself, of discovering your power, your, your being, your purity, your connection, your innate connection? Very often people think there's great distance between me and God, and I don't know how I will bridge that distance. It's an infinite distance. I, I really don't know how I'm going to be able to get across that huge gaping hole. But maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's not a distance at all. Maybe, and this is what Judaism teaches, inherently, intrinsically, I'm already there. The problem is, I'm just not in touch with where I am. So prayer is a very powerful, meditative opportunity to look inwards and to see where I really am, where I really live. How much of my time and energy and focus is wasted on things that actually are not who I really am? They're competitive, they're creature needs, but it's not me. Stuff that keeps, you know what they say, when you fill yourself with empty things, you keep feeling empty. And then you keep filling yourself with more of those empty things. So prayer is this very, I think it's a wonderful opportunity just to... Breathe and see it all differently. See the whole experience differently. Not the experience of life as much as the experience of me. Because if I see myself differently and I recognize that I'm actually internally very wholesome, yo, my life is different, my day is different, my expectations are different, my demands are different, my disappointments are different, my stress is less, my anxiety disappears. Imagine you could do that. That's why you see some people, I mean, I was privileged in, in Yeshiva to see individuals who sat through the prayer service every single day for hours. Not like us who, you know, it's like, how quickly can you get to the back of the book? They sat, they invested. It was a journey. And they walked out of there enriched people. Not having prayers answered as in, 
Kaching, I'm getting everything I want. They walked out in rich, powerful, deep people. What a gift. What an incredible thing. You can't get tired of that. How could you ever get tired of that? That's what we're talking about, right? Hashtag, I am tired of praying. Well, maybe then we're not doing it right. Maybe we have to rethink the whole experience. Love to hear your thoughts about tired of praying. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Interesting SMS over here that says, Our prayer should be, please help me to know your will. In other words, I think that's very true, by the way. Please help me to know what it is that you want of me. Which ties in, by the way, to a comment here on Facebook that says, Maybe God has different prescriptions for different people on how to talk with him. Like different people have different prescriptions of glasses with which we, with which they see the world. Okay? And I think that's true, by the way. Even though the liturgy is standardized, so we're all meant to say certain prayers every single day. You are meant to say modani as gratitude for a new day when you wake up. You are meant to say a series of blessings to thank Hashem for the fact that you can walk, that you can see, that you have clothing, and so on. You're meant to say the Shema every day to declare absolute faith in God. You're meant to read the, the 18 blessings of the Amidah every single day because that's a, a, a whole series of things to ask Hashem for. But just because the words are the same, that should never fool us into thinking that the experience is the same. No two people are alike. Talmud says, Keshem <clears throat> Shepartsufayim just as people's faces are different, likewise, they say him, their perspectives, their insights are different. There is absolutely 100% an expectation that different people will engage the prayer experience differently. You don't look over your shoulder at the next person. You know how it is when the person comes to shul and they're not quite sure what page we're on and they're not so good at Hebrew. So you're always looking over the shoulder of the next person to see uh, where we're up to in the service. Okay, that's practical. It's what you've got to do because because <laughs> you don't know what page we're on. But you're not supposed to look over the shoulder of the next person and say, what, what, what are they doing? What facial expressions do they have? Which prayer are they focused on? That doesn't work that way. They might be a more, let's call it, contrite individual. So their means of connection to Hashem is very serious and somber. You might be a lighter individual, a more joyous individual, in which case your means of connection should be very joyous and enthusiastic. And, and there's no judgment over here. The, the goal is not to clone yourself or to clone somebody else and try to be them. The goal is to connect. And the connection is genuine. And if it's going to be genuine, then I have to be me and get in touch with the real me and in touch with the neshama that God gave me and the character he gave me and the way he designed me because that's the gift that I have. And within that, to find a means to connect to God in my personal way. Here's the framework. These are the tools that I can use. I'm going to take that tool set and I'm going to apply it, but it's going to be unique. My prayer should be a prayer that's never been heard ever before. A good example of that, by the way, Hannah, who was the mother of the prophet Samuel, the prophet Shmuel. So when she went to pray, Eli, who was the high priest and a very spiritual man, had never seen anybody pray like her before. So he made the mistake of thinking she was misguided. In the meanwhile, we learn some of the core principles of how you pray from her. 
expressing the essence of her being. You go go read her prayer. It's, it's amazing what she says over there. How she expresses herself, the torment that she was going through in her life. This was real, this was personal, and this was unique to her. So that's what we do when we pray, right? The goal of prayer definitely should not become something that is tiring. It should not become something that is burdensome. It should be the most liberating, exhilarating experience because God has invited me in to have a connection with Him. Not to build a connection, but to discover a connection. Wow, how incredible would that be? So yes, there's plenty, plenty to learn about prayer. There's plenty more that we could invest in our prayers to make them more meaningful. And I suppose that's what we should be doing. If we can improve just a little bit on an ongoing basis, whether that's a weekly basis or a daily basis, we'd be doing incredibly well. We'd never get tired of it. So a big thank you to everybody for joining. It's wonderful to have you on Fresh Thinking and on Facebook Live. And I want to wish you a good Shabbos. Please, God, it should be a time of blessing for us. And we should feel that our prayers are, in fact, answered.